Hello, and welcome back to Between the Cuffs. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing a friend from the industry who has made such incredible strides with their career, and it means so much to me to shine even more light on them and their hard work. They have done a lot to bring recognition to the trans and the trans sex work communities alike, and I think that they're going to provide a wonderful dialogue here with us today. So let's just jump straight into the interview. So whenever I have people guest with me, the first thing I like to do is give them the floor right off the bat so they can do an introduction. So I would really love if you could introduce yourself to us and then anything that you identify as or identify with, and then give a little bit of background information about you as a person. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Jack Quicksilver. I'm a non-binary performer. I make adult content. I, I like to just hang out under the queer umbrella because I, I don't know, there's like so many micro labels. I could be at like pansexual, gender fluid, but queer works for me and for my audience mostly. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us here today. I'm really excited to get to kind of pick at your brain a little bit. I think that a great place for us to start the interview today would be discussing how you first got started in the industry, if you're comfortable sharing that. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of funny. Um, I was posting nudes online like over a decade ago uh, just for fun. So like that was kind of like, honestly, like the seed starting, but I didn't start um, considering it in the quote unquote industry until about 2020 uh, when I was like going through a, a time as we all were that year. And uh, something that was like really helping me was like posting on Reddit mostly and like kind of exploring my gender that way. Um, and I quickly was like, oh, this is like fun and I think I could do something with this. And spent that year really um, getting started and like figuring out what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm really grateful that in the midst of all the fucking chaos that 2020 was, <laughs> you were able to take some of that chaos and turn it, transmute it into something very beneficial for you and for your life. So that's that's really great to hear. And I think it's really cool to hear that you started just by kind of fucking around all these years ago and then had a little light bulb moment. I think that that's really cool. It really... Uh... Yeah, I, I can't say all my experiences were great when I was younger. So to like kind of return to that and uh, reclaim it has been really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I, I'm in a similar position. I, I know how nice <laughs> that feels. So I can I can hear you. When you were first starting out, like with the actual sex work. So 2020, when you start realizing that you can actualize in the industry, what did you find the most challenging aspect was? And would you say that that is your most challenging aspect now or has that changed at all? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think starting out, what was most challenging was um, the business aspect of like um, running a business. And by that, I mean like accounting and figuring out what your time is worth and uh, analyzing data <laughs> and I'm lucky because like these are things I really like and so I'm like Ooh, spreadsheets um, 
but it was hard. I don't think I was profitable for like eight months. And um, finally, like kind of cracking some of like the game and the hustle was a, a big turning point of, of getting that off the ground. And then now I think it, it's kind of similar. Like what I find most challenging now is always advertising. Um, because obviously sex workers are censored everywhere uh, in really frustrating ways. I'm currently like always bitching about Instagram. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, just like, especially as like a really niche content creator, it's like, I have to get out in front of pe more people's eyeballs and like how to do that is is tough. And it's like, you have to, work all these platforms you have to potentially pay for advertising and it's just uh that's challenging yeah yeah it's fucking nuts how sex workers have to be like 20 things in one like an advertiser and a marketer and a fucking set designer and a video editor like all these fucking <laughs> things um so i definitely fucking hear you there what do you think your most important aspect or your most important role is in the sex industry for you as an individual? It's it's really something I've, I don't think I've talked about publicly, but has really been on my mind, especially in the last year and a half, was like how much um, my life as Jack started to intersect with my life privately. And um, let's see, how do I explain that? I started just like making friends under my like basically like play persona and uh and eventually started a relationship like where I mostly use the name Jack and uh, uh that's been how do I even <laughs> explain that it's been challenging at times but also to me it is really important that like it represents this integration of the public play and work that I do and my like personal self like they've kind of come back together in a way that's both safe and has made me grow so much as a person um yeah I, I hope that answers that question no, that was perfect. And thank you very much for sharing that. I, I really love that. That was an awesome answer and just an awesome piece of insight into yourself. That's great. Thank you. How would you say your gender identity has played a role with your career in the industry? It's so integral. Like I started in 2020 with like being like, I'm pretty sure I'm non-binary <laughs> and was like really open about that from the start. And um, I have, I think I've always uh, been met with some level of confusion by audiences, which is not a bad thing. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> I remember like I have this early uh, solo video that is probably my highest viewed one on Pornhub. And there's like a few comments from people who are like, this isn't a trans woman. Like they're really mad <laughs> that I was not the kind of trans person they thought I was. And that that still happens now. Like I, I get clocked in like weird, confusing ways. Um, but being open about it from the start was 
really wonderful because I have like this fan base of people who I honestly consider friends I've known for like three years who have supported me through a physical transition. And I know that that's like something that can be extremely challenging for trans mask performers in particular. I think just from like talking to other performers, I know that many people tend to lose their business or struggle after physically transitioning. Um, and so I consider myself really lucky and grateful that that hasn't happened to me. And I think part of it too is like, I started from this position of like, if it's not fun for me, I don't want to do it. And <laughs> really stuck with that and like put that in people's faces. And uh, it, it really helped, yeah. I'm really happy to hear just all of that first as a general sentiment. And I'm really happy to hear that you feel, you know, physically transitioning and stuff like that hasn't uh, derailed you in any aspect of anything. It's more like emboldened you from how you're describing it. Um, I, I too know that that can be and is very challenging for some. It's, it's unfortunate. So I'm really happy to hear that for you. That's awesome. What has it felt like getting to shoot with trans-focused and specifically trans-mask-oriented production companies? I've had wonderful experiences, yeah. Um, and I I attribute that to two things. Uh, one is that um, thanks to the content creator-centric business model that's like really taken off in the last four years, I... I'm not beholden to studios to make money. So I can be like selective and maintain like personal agency and power. And then the other is that the few studios who are like making queer porn and like trans mass porn right now are just like staffed by pretty great people who I genuinely love. Um, and so those have been wonderful experiences. Like, um, what comes to mind immediately is like the few transnificent like group uh, shoots I've been part of um, this year and last year. It's just like wonderful to be with other trans people. Like everyone on set is a trans person, which just like makes you feel chill and safe. And um, they always have like an after party later, which is like just really nice. I don't know. It's it's I love hanging out with trans people. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I find a certain aspect of like, I don't know, understanding whenever I'm around trans people that I don't have with cis people. It's not to say cis people don't understand trans people at all. And it is to say that that's kind of true. You know, it's nice to just have that unspoken camaraderie with people in your your little niche community. I, I love that you guys have after parties too. That's that's really cool. I love that for all all the people involved. That sounds really neat. It's so fun. Yeah, they're great. They're great people. Yeah. Speaking on the same vein as like production based work and, and you know, more professional sides of the industry. I saw that you had a film of yours selected for the San Francisco Porn Film Festival this year. Um, and I wanted to say congrats first, because that's a really fucking wonderful accomplishment. And I remember when I saw that, like on my feed and everything, I was so excited to see it announced. And I'd love to hear a little bit about it so you can kind of like highlight that work and then hear a little bit about the process and what it was like to have it screened. 
Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so the film is called No Man Like Me. And I shot it while um, filming like custom videos. I kind of like wedged it in on my like content trip. Uh, and it's, let's see, it's like a POV video where I'm like speaking in directly to the camera, to the viewer. Uh, there's some voiceover at the front or at the beginning and then it moves into um, more of like a traditional POV video. Uh, and the conceit is sort of like the viewer's been looking for someone to hook up with and um, they are attracted to me and like what that means for them and what that means about me. And it's, it's quite short relative to my other videos. It's less than four minutes, I think. Um, but I wanted to take this... Uh, when, uh, let me back up. <laughs> when you make like a lot of porn, you can sometimes, you know, feel like you're conforming to niches or stereotypes and like, that's fine, mostly. And so, but making this video, I really wanted to make it feel like the viewer was coming into my niche. Like they were in my world. And I hope it was successful. I feel like it was successful. Um, and uh, the video I actually mentioned earlier, that's on Pornhub, it was also screened at the San Francisco Film Festival a few years ago. And I was actually really delighted um, to see this most recent screening because I remember feeling like really embarrassed the first time. And because I was like, oh, it's a very vulnerable experience. And I was like, this isn't my best, I could do better. And so when I watched the screening of No Man Like Me this year, uh, I was uh, like kind of feeling that embarrassment of like, oh my God, people are gonna like look at my junk on this huge screen while I'm here, <laughs> which is not something I usually experience. And, um, but as I was watching it, I was like, oh shit, wait, I did a good job. Like, I'm actually really proud of this. <laughs> and that, you know, that was fucking awesome. I was so inspired by um, attending the festival and it's it's a really cool one. So I feel grateful that uh, people liked it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all fucking awesome. I mean, personally, I love getting more context about this and about you and your practice, but thank you for sharing that for all the wonderful people listening who are now getting to get a greater look at what you do. Um, and I think it's really cool that you had sort of like a full circle moment, like you were describing where like, you were like, Oh, I could improve on this. And then you come back and you're like, Oh, this is really good. You know, I, I really yeah. love that for you. Highlighting growth. That's really <laughs> wonderful. Continuing to talk about your work and like your aspirations within the industry. I was wondering if you have your sights set, on any larger projects or long-term goals that relate to your position in the industry? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm very interested in like doing more uh, group projects. And by that, I mean like with a full crew, even a, a small crew, um, because it just opens more possibilities. 
Uh, when you're doing everything yourself, it takes a lot of time. Uh, if you fuck up, <laughs> it takes even more time. Uh, and so that's something I'd really like to build is like a, a, a network or a, a production crew that can like use each other for help and elevate uh, what we're producing. That would be a fantastic step forward and something I'm, I'm working on. That's awesome. I love to hear that you're actively like working with the cogs and the machine on your ideas. And I love that you're just like conceptualizing things. I think the fact that your brain is thinking of new things to do and ways you can grow and directions in multitudes of ways you can take, that's that's a really awesome green flag for just like being a fucking live, you know? That's great. I love yeah. that. It's it's part of making art, and I, I feel that really strongly, like, porn is art, mm -hmm. and uh, in it, I found something that is technically and artistically deep, like, <laughs> you can, it, it's a really amazing industry in that you can, like, come in with an iPhone and make something really great, and you can also, like, come in with a, basically, film crew and make something great, like, there's there's so much you can do. And honestly, you can explore the same themes over and over ad nauseum if that's what you want and people like it. <laughs> so it's it's fun. It's, it's good. Yeah, art's a fucking crazy thing. I think, well, I know, sorry, Picasso is who said that sex and art are the same thing. So fucking remember that, whoever you may be, but that's great. That's um, <laughs> It is, it is a great quote. I love to throw that out there because people are like, oh, Hansel, or must, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, something that I love to ask performers specifically um, is who they like to work with. I think it tells me a lot about them and shows me a little bit more about their their overall view for their brand, you know, because we all have brands as as performers in the industry. So if you're comfortable sharing I'd love to hear about artists or performers that you really enjoy working with or people whom you look up to and would like to work with. Oh, yeah, I I have like a, a short list of of my faves. <laughs> um, so let's see, uh, I'll just break them into a couple categories. Um, the star I most loved working with this year was Andre Shakti with our shoot for Queer Crush. She's so cool. And this was again, um, I had known of her like since I was for like at least a decade. So it's like, oh my God, I get to work with this super cool person. And she was. Um, our scene was really hot and really fun. Um, uh, so A plus, love, love that girl. Um, and then people uh, I just have great friendships with and love working um, with and have done so multiple times are. Sydney Screams and Peter Hook. Um, Sydney's in Vegas, Peter's a Bay Area local. They're both just like so fun, so sweet, so kind. Um, and down to do like weird kink stuff or, or just like experiment. So both incredible people. And then uh, someone I met this year for the first time I loved working with is Photo Hustler. He's... Um, leather daddy from new york yes dad yay <laughs> he's so fucking nice and so talented he's like a, a street photographer 
and um, I've been watching him renovate his apartment this year into like this incredible dungeon. So keep an eye on this guy because he and his harem of boys are really doing some fun stuff. Fucking love him. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, And then in terms of people I want to work with, I would love to just work with uh, more diverse performers. And I I think this is like just a porn problem uh, where, you know, it's mostly like, there's like a lot of white performers um, who get a lot of business. And I would love to uh, work with, for example, Damien Dragon. He's so hot, Um, really chill, down to earth seeming guy. Um, There's like a... And then, oh yeah, the the folks at Collective Corruption are just like a source of inspiration. Uh, They really have their shit together. Um, Such a crew of experienced, respected, talented people. I'm always like seeing what they're up to and and snooping is the word I want to say, but it's like literally just watching. They're always up to some really neat stuff. I love to follow along with all of them and their practice as a whole and just see like what depravity they're getting up to next. It it really like scratches this itch in the back of my brain. So I'm really happy you brought them up alongside all these other really wonderful names. Thanks for taking a moment to get to highlight other people in the industry. And I love that you mentioned... Uh, <laughs> the fucked up problem about diversity in the industry because every performer I've interviewed has brought that up because it's fucking true. And I love that everyone's bringing it up because it's bringing the dialogue into a new sphere to people who may otherwise be blind to it or at least a little bit removed. You know, things in the veil get a little thinner the closer to them that you get. And so I like to poke holes, you know, and, and, you know, fuck that, tear it open and and at least start a discussion how I can. So I'm really happy you said that. Yeah, absolutely. You had brought up kink, I think a couple times in this answer. And then with collective corruption, like that really spawned the kink side of my brain. And so I wanted to ask, where would you say that you stand within like BDSM as a practice and then your focus around fetish play, whether with your performing career or as an interpersonal like just being yeah so um how i play in private and what i do uh, professionally are quite different and uh, i would love to make them intersect more (laughs) i'll explain that in a second but i think uh most of my work that i do is heavily like fetish focused and not necessarily in like props, but conceptually. Um, I do a lot of bisexual encouragement. Um, Male pregnancy has been really popular with my fans lately. Love it. Um, And and yeah, so a lot of it is more uh, conceptual, cerebral, POV, engagement with my audience. And to me, that's really, really, really different than doing kink with another performer or with just a, a partner. Um, which is why I just don't have a lot of partnered kink content. It, wow, my voice just went crazy. (laughs) Why I don't have like a lot of partnered kink content um, 
is to me a power exchange is extremely intimate and it's very hard to find someone who I'm compatible with and can have that intimacy with and to like film stuff that I don't have that connection in would feel inauthentic and also potentially hazardous to my like mental well-being. However, um, <laughs> last year I met someone who's since become my partner. Um, their name is Jude. And we have this incredible, vibrant, um, daddy boy relationship that has been transformative to me. And um, I, we, they and I have like talked a lot about this and I hope we will start like releasing content together uh, maybe next year. Um, but that is something where I'm like, yes, I feel this like insane connection with this person. It's beautiful, it's hot. This is something I would be really happy to share with people. So that's kind of like where I, I hope my personal and professional lives will intersect and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I think it's a really great question to ask. And again, it's just more about us getting to learn more about you, you know, so I'm very happy to hear all of that. A while back, I saw that you announced that you're going to be moving to Amsterdam. And I think I just saw that you were on a trip out there. So first of all, like, I hope you really enjoyed yourself. It's so fucking cool for so many goddamn reasons. Um, and I wish you nothing but luck and safety and a smooth transition, yada, yada, yada. I wanted to hear about that. Like, tell me about this move and tell me about how you in like, how are you anticipating its intersection with your career? Yeah, I'm so excited. I've never lived out of the country before. I've only lived outside of California like one year once. So it's like a huge leap of faith, but one that's been sort of exhaustively researched by me over the past year and I feel great about it. Um, so yeah, my, my partner, my daddy has already moved out there. I have like a, a support network kind of already in place and like transitioning there. Uh, my my recent trip was awesome. I did catch COVID while I was there, so I didn't explore as much as I wanted to. But the what I did see of the city is it's beautiful. The people are great. It's this cosmopolitan place that makes me, as a Bay Area native, feel pretty at home. Uh, I love to be in a place with like a lot of different cultures uh, coexisting. Um, so. <laughs> One awesome thing about the Netherlands is, uh, I mean, they have, they're very porn friendly and very sex work friendly. Like they do have a legalized prostitution, which is not, in my opinion, as great as decriminalized, but it does kind of show the attitude of uh, the Dutch people, which is like consenting adults can do what they want to, you know, reasonable extents. My work is definitely central to this move actually um i want to get out of the u.s <laughs> and uh the netherlands is so porn friendly i think uh yes xbiz europa was in amsterdam this year uh i think that there is a lot of opportunity for people with american aesthetics and sensibilities and experiences to work 
there and to uh, join the industry in Europe. And uh, yeah, if anyone listening to this is in Amsterdam or, or a train ride away, so Berlin, et cetera, please hit me up. <laughs> Networking. Yeah, no, 100%. Definitely here to plug you in. Um, I love that you felt some sort of like home when you went to visit. Like, that's really cool because not a lot of places can do that. You know, it takes a lot to make you feel at ease in a foreign environment. So I love that you found some things that you could resonate with. I think that that's definitely going to help for like a very impactful and mindful transition. And yeah, they are fucking, they don't have their heads up their ass <laughs> across the board. Like, that's great. So I'm I'm very happy to hear your, your attestation that your career is going to have so, such just positivity around it in your location. Cause like, yeah, shit's a bitch here. Oh my gosh. And like how you were mentioning censorship online. Like I see you. Yeah. You post a lot about Instagram cause they're they're fucking bitches towards sex work. Like it's such a problem here. And I'm very happy that you'll escape at least an extent of that problem with this move. So that's, that's really wonderful. Right. Like, like I come on up against this, like not criticism, but comment a lot where like, oh, there's problems in Europe and uh, you know, there, there's nowhere that's perfect. And I'm like, man, I know. I know there's nowhere perfect, but have you seen this shit in America? <laughs> it is, it's like a boiling frog. Like you gotta <laughs> get out of the pot, man, because you're gonna you don't even realize how bad it is. And yeah. not to be a bummer, but that is so on my mind um a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to focus on the existential truisms of the this fucking shit show you know so i'm glad we're calling calling some attention to it however we can you know all that good stuff talking on the lines of big moves in your life you know with this move to amsterdam your larger aspirations in the industry i was curious and wanted to ask where do you see yourself five years down the road within sex work or even personally too yeah let's do both (laughs) yeah I mean they're so entwined um I mean my five-year goal god I spent can I just say I spent like all of my youth and 20s like not having goals so it's like wild to and great to be at a point in my life I'm like yeah I have a five-year goal um (laughs) and and so my five-year goal is to have EU citizenship We'll see how it goes. I gotta learn Dutch. Um, <laughs> but um, that would be like my personal goal. And uh, in terms of sex work industry, God, it would be cool if I'm still performing. Um, it's funny, like I'm in my 30s now. So aging is always on my mind. Um, but I think it's kind of funny. I'm I'm transitioning to a gender presentation where like age doesn't penalize you as much, uh, which is, I'm like, great. I just have to deal with my inner critic. Um, <laughs> but also it's been really 
I'm a data kind of person. I, I do really well with data. And so it's been really gratifying to me to see the data that like getting older actually doesn't put you out of work in this industry. Um, the older you are, the longer you're, you're active, the more experience you have, the more shit you can do, the more talented you are. Um, so yeah, I hope to God I'm still performing and finding it fun and doing more beautiful shit. <laughs> and uh, one thing I'm starting the process of and is part of my moving process is to start producing as well for like scenes that I'm not in. So producing, directing. And that will take a couple years to set up just because I need to get my boots on the ground in uh, Amsterdam, uh, find studio space, set up shit with my partner. Um, but we have like very serious and developing plans to to start a production studio basically and uh that's really exciting yeah that's that's really fucking awesome thank you for sharing that i you've got nothing but love and support and good energy from me you know with all these things but that's a really awesome goal that you've set and goal that you're gonna actualize on so thanks for sharing that because I, I didn't know that you know but that's really fucking cool I don't think I've told anyone that yet because I was like, mm, I don't know, I'm not ready, but I, yeah. I've got my tickets to move, dude. I'm all in. Well, I love that for you. And I love that you're able to share this awesome shit with the universe here. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're kind of wrapping up our time together. And so I like to conclude my episodes all the same way, which is really fucking fun. <laughs> Um, so everyone who interviews with me, I ask them the same question at the end and I've never got the same answer twice, which I love. And I get to like kind of track over time, all these different dots on this chart, so to speak. Um, so I'd love to ask you this question and you can take it as general or as specific as you'd like. You also do not have to have an answer. Um, but what is one thing that you think we can improve on in the BDSM community or network? Oh, I, I think something that I personally have run into um, through like friends and sometimes professionally is um a challenge to the cancel culture mindset. And oh God, this is like a risky thing to say, but let me explain myself. Um, I have known personally and professionally people who made a mistake in a scene. Like they fucked up, they hurt someone, whether physically or mentally, um, and faced a lot of backlash and were extremely willing to make amends to change their behavior, to figure out what went wrong. And sometimes people are not allowed to come back from that, even if um, you know they've done a very human thing, which is make a mistake and try to fix it. And so I would love to see just more nuance in, in how challenging kink can be and how human 
everyone is tops and bottoms, doms and subs. It can get really messy and giving people grace and room to grow as people. Uh, I would love to see more of that. And I, I can almost hear like the Twitter replies who are like, Jack thinks we could, we should give abusers more chances. And it's like, no, that, that's exactly what I'm saying is like, we need to accept that there's like more nuance than what can be put in 160 characters. And to, yeah, be more, more human, more understanding of people. Mm. This is a it's a challenging topic to put into words, but it's one I, I do think about like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard how, not how to. do you act how do you act ethically, especially if you have an audience? Yeah, when ethics are already so subjective. Yes. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a very thoughtful answer that you you gave so i i want to thank you for that i i think that that's a really important thing too and like exactly how you said it like there's that distinction like no i'm not saying to like just absolve known abusers in the industry but or sorry not but and humans are imperfect everything in nature is imperfect and and room to grow is is a real thing and it becomes really hard when you're under such a fine like scope of vision almost like tunnel vision you know so i'm really grateful that you said all that with us thank you yeah thanks for you know having the space to talk yeah of course this this has been a really wonderful conversation i am so grateful that you helped bring all of this to life and you know, just like from one performer to another, like it was really great getting to pick your brain, especially from like one trans performer to another. Like that was really awesome. You can't see me, but I'm doing like all the little gay hand movements right now because I'm so excited. <laughs> like it's fucking great. Um, Jack, thank you so much. Where can people who are interested in following along with you and your work or who would like to support you and your endeavors, where can they find you online? Thank you so much. Um, my website has like a hub for all my social media websites, which is just jackquicksilver.com, J-A-Q, Quicksilver. Hey, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I really love this dialogue and yeah, I'm just excited to follow along and see, see where this road takes you. Thank you so much. It was an absolute delight to talk with you.